0: Hey everybody, welcome back once again to This Week in Marvel Special Edition. Beep, 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 beep. Avengers vs. X-Men. What was have... that
1: beep? What this... was that, like the
0: bulletin? This, this week's that was the teletype
1: was... <laughs> coming <laughs> in. <laughs> 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 you should have done
0: that. Yeah. You know what you did Alright, let me try it beep, again. Beep beep, 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 beep. I didn't want to show you up. Beep, beep. I am Marvel.com Associate Editor Ben Morse, joined by the Scarecrow and Mrs. King of Marvel, <laughs> representing both the Avengers and the X-Men. First of all, we have the mighty Senior VP Executive Editor of all of Marvel, Tom Brevoort. Tom, how are you doing?
2: Doing all right.
0: Yeah? We'll see, we'll see how this goes. Sitting pretty, it looks like.
2: Yes, kicking back. He Kick looks Because now AVX is completely finished, and there's no more work to be done at all
0: right this was it this is the end
2: <laughs> we decided to cut it short after 10. <laughs> we just figured why drag it out why bother
1: he is sitting pretty though he looks
0: yeah. quite looks nice great today, today. Looks mm-hmm. great. i guess
2: that makes you scarecrow
0: indeed all right as you've already heard his voice we're on the other side the senior editor of the x-men group mm-hmm. uh no other than the heartbreak kid nick Lowe. that's me hi everybody Glad to be back here. Nicola, with his natural spit curl,
1: Yep, which we were talking true. about earlier. It's true. My
0: mother-in-law thinks it's the cutest thing ever. Yeah? I'm not going to dig in any further than that <laughs> until we do the... That's the after the final Rose edition of This Week yeah. in Marvel. Yes. AVX. AVX after dark. Yeah. So, guys, we've been gone for a little while. We've had two issues in our absence. We've got AVX number 9, AVX number 10. No new issues of Versus. Nick? Really? Yeah, I don't think. What's going What's the on there? there? We, we also gave up. <laughs> <laughs> we just gave.
2: fingers and the X Men have been get along.
0: But I guess five comes out next week. Yeah, we'll have it to talk about next right. time. Right. Well, that, I mean, that's one thing I talk about is that we actually have a four week break between number ten came out last week and number eleven side out. I believe until September twelfth. There's actually a four week period in between. That is Indeed. So that's why we have things like verses and things like the other great Marvel products that you can go out there and buy. As we get ready for the end of AVX, But we got a lot to talk about today as far as Avengers X-Men itself. Back in the days of Avengers X-Men number 9, about a month ago, we saw Spider-Man basically make a big stand against Colossus and Magic as they were holding many of the Avengers captive and the Avengers needed reinforcements badly. So a number of the Avengers stormed the volcano where Magic and Colossus had imprisoned. Yes,
2: the the humane volcano in which the X-Men... We're imprisoning yes.
0: their foes down
2: there with the lava and the demons with the pointy yeah. uh, tridents. Yeah. Did
1: anybody die, Tom? <laughs> think, anybody die? I think several. Separate... If they did, they were brought back from the dead, so it's okay. No, no harm, no foul. There's no problem no no boos- there. No. Uh... Until the Avengers came and tried to break into this oh. wonderful prison, nobody
0: even got hurt. Everything
1: it was fine. a wonderful fine. prison? <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> was except
0: effective. Those, except those poor whales that Colossus put crab legs on <laughs> and then beached on the beach. <laughs> He
1: it undid seemed, that in the end. He gave them like life a good again. a idea. Off at the time. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyways, <laughs> the Avengers attempted to. He's going
1: through a lot, okay? These things do happen. These yeah. things do happen. Uh, hey, you don't know. Maybe he gave them to like some people starving somewhere who were very hungry for food, for meat, for protein. And whales have tons of protein. Pass me a whale leg. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Tom. So. Whales don't have. Not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) So the Avengers headed down to help. Things were not going well. They did have the aid of Professor X and Storm. So more of the X-Men not thinking what their fellows are doing is such a great idea. Storm actually told Gambit and Pixie and the crew to hightail it out of there. And things did not look good. But then Spider-Man basically pulled down the mountain on himself. So that he could buy time for the other Avengers to escape, he it got the living heck beat out of him by Colossus and Magic. Supreme two. act of courage. Yes, and they ended up getting the Avengers free, and they got the power away from Colossus and Magic. Mm-hmm. So that's two more Phoenix Five down, and Phoenix now we're down. Now we're now we're down to Phoenix Two. Phoenix Two. Phoenix Two. Phoenix two.
1: Math challenge, Tom Breward.
0: <laughs> 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 so what do we have to say, Tom, about Spider Man's actions in Avengers versus X Men number ten? How does this typify?
2: Number nine.
0: Well, we could talk about what he did in number ten. I think he number lied, ten, he pretty lied much around in a hospital kind of bed. <laughs> yeah. In number nine. <laughs> he took a rest. Yeah. Yeah. Number, nine, Spider-Man's big, back. number nine, Spider-Man's big turn. He was imparting the lessons of power and responsibility on hope, and then he went out and walked the walk after talking the talk. How does this kind of typify what the Avengers are about?
2: Well, I think it certainly typifies what Spider-Man was about. We were talking all along, you know, looking for a place for Spider-Man to really come to the fore. He's a character that obviously is a big popular character. Everybody loves him, but in these big events, because he's the kind of character that he is, he sometimes gets overshadowed by all the other stuff that's going on. He's not really a world beater or a cosmic threat level kind of character. He's more grounded and down-to-earth, but you know, a situation like this and an issue like AVX-9 kind of shows what he's made of and how he can be both effective even in that sort of situation, and worthy of respect and admiration, uh, even in that sort of a context.
1: Now, uh, uh, this is a little off topic, I'm not going to lie. Shocked. <laughs> Where does the term world-beater come from, Tom? Is this something that we've... That's, that's re- a real thing. Did you real, make it
2: up. It's a real genuine term. Yeah.
1: From whence?
2: From the days of yore, from the <laughs> past. <laughs> one who beats the world yeah. would be a world-beater. All right.
0: Sure, we'll come back to that later. <laughs> so, whose idea was it? He like said, it, "A lot of times in these big events, Spider-Man, despite being one of the more popular characters, does tend to get lost in the shuffle." Was it a collective group decision that we really want Spider-Man to get his spotlight? Was it from Jason, who wrote this issue, or what well, we did it talked come from about it.
2: Else? We, we talked about it in general as we were building the outline from the beginning. We were looking for places for Spider-Man to really, you know, to come to the fore. A couple of characters like that that we were looking for moments for but really this was Jason's issue. He was the person who picked up the baton and said, I'm going to do the Spider-Man story. I'm going to do this particular beat, and I'm going to carry it home. So it really was Jason's execution and the actual events there of going into the volcano and dealing with that particular battle with the uh, Phoenix up Colossus and magic and Spider-Man's teaching of hope and Spider-Man's words coming back to echo. Uh, in that fight, that's all, Jason. Cool.
0: Now... Elsewhere in this issue, we also see a, this is for you, Nick, between Cyclops and Emma Frost, a little chat. Yeah. Emma Ooh. basically tries to impart to Cyclops, hey, things aren't going so well, I can hear every thought in the world. And then she goes and psychically bludgeons some guy who hit a mutant with his car five years ago. Yeah. So things and are... Hit and a hit
1: and run. Hit and run. Hit and run. Right. This is not someone who just once looked at a mutant or right. a person. Right. This is someone hit and run. Right. Emma is, in this issue, kind of shows the difficulty of dealing with the Phoenix. And it also is a really good thing on the spectrum of how much in control you are over the Phoenix Force. If we go back to AVX6, where Actually, they, the, the Phoenix Force is split between five X-Men, right. they looked in a lot uh, better control before the Avengers came up and started causing trouble. Right. But you can t- kind of see with the harvest that the Avengers sowed coming back to yeah, it's really hurt this everybody. This clearly
2: the
0: Avengers doing, yep. Right. Everything was hunky
1: dory. Everything was hunky dory before they. Everything was fine. <laughs> That's good. That's
0: good. those. For, th- for those of you listening at home, we are in a room where there is a huge monolith of cardboard boxes behind Nick that he keeps backing into. I'm assuming in our final podcast, <laughs> as he is once again saying, "Everything was fine back before the Avengers yep, interfered." These will crash down on him in a it's true. in a karmic exclamation point to finish things off. Indeed. So, Colossus and Magic out of the picture. Spider-Man outsmarted them, basically. He did. What does that say about the X-Men? It says more about Spider-Man than it does about the (laughs) X-Men. That he's really smart?
1: Spider-Man, yes. He works at the Horizon Labs, Ben. They don't just let (laughs) morons in there.
0: Come on. It's true. It's true. Nick, you showed me up on that one. (laughs) So, that's Segway. The end of Avengers vs. X-Men number nine. You know, the Avengers are celebrating their big win. They're back in Kun Hiding out, getting ready for their next move when, uh uh-oh, they think they're okay. They're a dimension away from Earth. But then Cyclops, who is now super powerful, tears through the dimensional walls and heads to Kulun, which is where we pick up in Avengers X-Men number 10. You're darn right. Cyclops
1: is not going to just sit and wait for the Avengers to keep on picking fights and causing problems. He's going to go nip it in the bud. He's going to come there and get punched to the moon. He's going to go there. Bang, zoom. Yep. And, he, and you can see what Hope Summers yeah. has in store for him. Yeah. What the Avengers could not do, Hope steps in and takes care of for
0: them. Right. What the Avengers trained her to do, bang, zoom, to the moon. Well, to unpack what Nick and Tom are saying, essentially Cyclops heads to Coon loon you Translate this into uh, normal folks. In, in, Engages with the Avengers. He goes up against Iron Fist. Goes up against Iron Man. Man, Goes up against all the Iron Family. (laughs) Yeah, Iron Thor. Iron Iron Thing. You know, whoever's (laughs) whoever's available. An actual Iron. That, yeah, what
1: when you use the two iron?
0: Thing? That's what Hawkeye was doing, just throwing irons. <laughs> yeah. so, Hawkeye did jump into the fight there. Hawkeye, who was burnt to a crisp a few issues ago, <laughs> yeah. but he's he got, he got better. But he got better, so everything's okay. It's okay, yep. the, the no, X-Men harm no, him up. no harm, no foul. Yeah. No harm, no foul. harm, no foul. Even it's all fine. Yep. Even the Scarlet Witch goes up against Cyclops. She had had some success before, not yep. so much this time. No. She mm-hmm. had some trouble. Yep. So the big so falls down to one of the X Men. Well, actually, actually, Nick. The big secret weapon was that Lake Hung the Thunderer. Yep, Lake Hung the Thunderer. Uh, and hope He was
1: an X-Men for a brief period of time. I'm not sure. <laughs> back during back during
0: the Australian outback days.
1: Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact, yeah. Lake Kung is actually
0: Jubilee. Yeah. So it's just you know, one of those
1: things that you, know, you don't really... if we
0: don't get a lost issue where Lake Hung <laughs> was part of the Australian X-Men out of this podcast, then we've truly gotten nothing out of this podcast. <laughs> But he and Hope ride out on Lao. I pray I'm getting all these names Sha-la. right. Lao, the Undying, the Dragon. Mm. They ride out, and it's Hope Le Kung riding a dragon. That was just brilliant. Was that was amazing. a great idea. I don't know who came up with that, but The Baker it, it, of bruise. That was it. That was, a, that was a, yep. Pure Baker Edward of baker. The Baker of bruise. That was of Baker of bruise. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> and then sounds
2: d- like he's doing it wrong. <laughs> <doesn't
0: he? It's>, <laughs> <laughs> no, you you basically
1: have to bake the hops. If you will. It's more called roasting. but right. It's pretty much the same thing,
0: baking and Who roasting. Who says you don't learn anything on the AVX podcast? Yep. Most well, people.
1: When we come back for our special edition podcast yeah. of Nick Cook's AVX, yeah. uh,
0: it'll really be uh, informative. We've had a lot Kids, of, don't drink and drive. We've had a lot of requests for uh, how we're going to keep good. you guys <laughs> together after AVX is over. How we're going to keep you together on these Let's podcasts. stay together. And I said, just let me get through three more episodes and <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. So Cyclops' be Blake's problem. Yeah, it's always Blake's problem. Cyclops puts down this poor innocent baby dragon. Yep, just tears it apart. Had to be done. But then, hey, guess what? Hope They're, Summers yeah. now has the power of Shao Lao, power of Scarlet Witch. Starts inventing new moves. Yep. So now Hope is actually able to, as Tom said. To the moon. Yeah. To the moon. Well Hope <laughs> Hope
1: inventing new moves on here is actually based on, you know, my usual performance at wedding receptions. <laughs> yeah. On the dance floor. When new moves they're they never too out far. Of yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Hope, one of the key X Men mm-hmm. comes in and takes care of Avengers business. And then the watcher played a critical role standing there watching. And he, he doing, nothing. doing what he yeah. does best. He's the best there is at what he does. That's the one That's thing true. that he's got Wolverine beat. Right. He watches a lot more than
0: this Wolverine. This was actually one of those rare occasions where the Watcher actually didn't do anything and kept his <laughs> vow <valid> non-interference. Sneered <laughs> so <now>, at Cyclops. <laughs> we've, we've You've got, got your
1: ass kicked. We've got Cyclops. <laughs> New cosmic force <laughs> wielder.
0: <laughs> uh. So we've got Cyclops regrouping. The Avengers are now unpacking what they've got in terms of hope, but back on Utopia... We just talked about how Emma's kind of losing it. Now she's got the entirety of the X-Men roster bowing at her feet. It's true. When Magneto tries to say, hey, Emma, maybe things are getting a little out of control. (laughs) Yeah. She puts him in his place, and we end this issue with Magneto concerned about what's coming up, basically calling out to his old friend, Professor X.
1: Yep. Old buddy.
0: Yeah. His old old pal. Yep.
1: Emma... Not the most stable person right no. now. I mean, Emma
0: versus Scott, who is more kind of in control of what they're doing right now?
1: Scott's certainly more in control right. of it. He was a bit more stable going into this, mm-hmm. I would say. But he's certainly in better shape than Emma is right now.
0: How does Magneto, who's been pretty supportive of all this up until mm-hmm. this point, he's kind of the last domino Now now we've had Storm is kind of switched sides. Yep, Magneto is switching sides. How is this all this momentum going to affect? You know you're affect, in trouble when Magneto is switching sides. When Magneto's going, "Maybe you're being a little too extreme, guys." <laughs> <laughs> How is all this momentum going to affect the X-Men side? Is it still going to be Avengers versus X-Men by the time we get to number 11? Or is it just Emma and Scott versus everybody? You're as long as
2: there are X-Men to be punched, it will be Avengers versus X-Men. Mm-hmm.
1: Cyclops is still the leader of the X-Men.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How many are left that he's leading? The lead is dwindling. For sure. The trajectory and momentum of this event is in full motion. And
0: little is going to stop it.
1: Only two issues left. Yeah.
2: And about... 300 Three yeah. <laughs> hundred pages.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm transitioning a little from there to some of the tie-in issues because in both New Avengers and Avengers this month, while all this was going on, Professor X played a key role. He was role. busy. Yeah. This month, this was Professor X month in yeah. the Avengers time. Chip
1: chipped in to help those Avengers books out. Who can't can't, keep, <laughs> who can't seem to get it done without a little help from the X-Men and all. God groups.
2: knows the sales juggernaut that is Professor X was yep.
1: well appreciated. Yep.
0: X-Men Legacy did quite well with him, Tom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, let's, not, let's not pick at scabs. Yeah, I, focus I on the thoroughly future.
1: enjoyed the new Avengers issue where not only did you have Professor X coming in there, you had the whole Illuminati thing done, you had Reed Richards, mm-hmm. the voice of reason, in the room. The sure. voice of reason. This is
0: the first we've heard from Reed Richards yep. during the entirety of AVX.
1: Pointing out the bonehead moves by the Avengers, which is laying it out on the table. You guys, the smartest man in the Marvel Universe, smartest man, coming in, laying some wisdom. On the so-called Illuminati.
2: He hadn't seen the volcano yet. Right. Well, have, this was set
0: way know? early. He's got, he, he's got eyes that can he see a lot of different things. They're had stretchy.
1: Had not seen the volcano. Well, stretchy.
0: Na- Namor still had his powers in that issue. <laughs> it's true. So that was pre-volcano. Yeah, how do you know? Because I've been reading all the books, as you should be too. Because yes. this is what you get that paid been, for. That
2: has been paying attention yeah. to the sequence of events I, and the manner in which the component parts well, fit together, to if form only a unified whole.
1: If only the Avengers books would stick to that schedule, <laughs> and like when they come out and such. It would I mean, really be I think a lot easier. Just, where, where's that fifth issue of Versus? That, that, that fifth issue uh, is that, exactly that, where it was scheduled.
0: I think, exactly I think right. you know. Well, we just, a half after we, tru- we trust the fans to be able to keep track of this themselves. You know, they don't need to be spoon fed. Everything. Hey, Nicholas is X-Men all about off- spoon feeding. The X
1: Men <laughs> office is a full service office. Yeah. We uh, we like to really we don't like to have make people work for it. <laughs> That's what <laughs> so they're giving us money for. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyways, Professor X, we did get a lot of good Illuminati stuff in New Avengers, but then in Avengers, we also get Professor X really kind of coming to terms with what's gone here. And then this ties back into the main book. He, you know, has tried to stay neutral, tried to step back and trust, but now he's really having trouble with, in particular, Cyclops, his star pupil, his original student. He's not so sure that Cyclops is in control of his actions. Is that your read on how Professor X feels, Nick, or...? Am get yeah. wrong here?
1: Professor X has seen a lot of things happen in his years. Mm-hmm. He's seen uh, a lot of things with, happen with the Phoenix. And Scott is a son to him, and he's getting worried. <laughs> it's like putting not only just putting like your son behind the wheel of a car when he turns 16, mm-hmm. it's putting him behind the wheel of a monster truck that doesn't have brakes and is set on fire. And giving you know, him a like, six-pack and
2: saying, yeah. go to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you think he should it's be doing tough. that. It's oh, tough. here it he
0: goes! I mean, don't drink and
1: drive, kids. <laughs> also, good advice. But yeah, I think it's pretty accurate of how Professor X uh, would be. Good.
0: Tom, what's your take on Professor X's role so far?
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't drink and podcast, kids. Don't drink and podcast. water.
0: <laughs> Tom, what's your take on Professor X's role? I, far think, in this I, mean, I think shemane. Professor X
2: has been, uh, you know, as he's been in the X-Men books for the last couple of years, he's sort of been dealing with his own business, his own stuff. Other characters have come to the fore as the lead voices in the mutant community, notably Cyclops and Wolverine. But uh, he's clearly seeing what's going on. He's been edgy or uncomfortable about it, at least going back to AVX number six. Mm-hmm. And it certainly seems like it's getting to the point where he realizes that, like it or not, He's kind of going to have to step in and do something. What that something is remains to be seen. Even in that other Avengers tie-in issue that we had this uh, past week, the one that was the flip side of uh, Wolverine of the X-Men number 12, we revealed that Professor X was there and involved mm-hmm. as early as that and uh, still sort of abstained from getting too involved and unseating anybody or, or usurping anybody's authority at that point. But that is changing.
0: To wrap up with the tie-ins, Nick backs over in the X-Men office where everything is coming out in sequence and being spoon-fed. Uncanny X-Men, where all five members of the Phoenix Five still have their powers yep, well and a... <laughs> are fighting Sinister. Yep. Well, it's a direct continuation
1: from Uncanny X-Men fourteen and fifteen, where the mm-hmm. story started. Mm-hmm. Yes. So
0: it's it's in sequence from when that story happened. Now that is wrapping <laughs> up this week. Yep. What can we look forward to in the final issue of this Sinister versus the Phoenix Five war? Yeah. It
1: is a rip-roaring climax. Mm-hmm. You get to see Sinister's master plan click into place, which is terrifying and hilarious at the same time. You get Magneto and Psylocke and Storm and Danger, mm-hmm. the other members of the Extinction team, come into play, and you get to see how it all comes crashing down and then how that all works out. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal issue. Let me stop here for a second. Rip-roaring? What is that? It's a, Where does that come from? It's an old-timey term, I believe, from the 60s. <laughs> I've heard it in terms of music, but I can't point exactly to the etymology. I don't think it's a comic-specific term, but why not? Don't look
2: at me, man. All right. Well, well you've educated our audience once again.
0: With, uh, <laughs> with that... With the depth of your knowledge and your learning. With that brilliant commentary, let's move on to some world-beating, rip-roaring questions from some of our fans. <laughs> Send them in via Twitter. Up first... At channel 019, David McKay Just going to put it right That's out there. It's my favorite channel. Yeah, it's one of the best. Um, Top three. Let's <laughs> put it out there. What's the deal with the four weeks between issues number 10 and number 11?
2: Very simple. Very simple. We're at the point in the story this month, I believe August, is a five-week month. We had this happen yes. once before. I think it was between four and five, where just because of the vagarities of publishing comics come out every Wednesday, you drop in two issues a month, you get a five-week month, there's a three-week gap. So there was already to be a three-week gap. The last two issues of AVX, both 11 and 12, Mm -hmm. are oversized issues. They've been 22 pages up till now, which is more than most of our books are. Both of these books are in excess of 30 pages in length. In order to make sure that we had the proper amount of time, make sure all of our artists could hit their marks and those books could come out when they were supposed to, we chose, rather than have AVX ship in the first and third week, as we have up till now, to put them in the second and fourth week to make sure that we had an extra week's worth of time for both of those guys. Hence, it is four weeks between 10
0: and 11. So there you go, David. You're getting exercise issues. You're still going to get tines. You get final issues of verses. And 11 is
2: not only, I think it's 31, 32 pages long, for the same cover price. No markup at all. There you
1: no. go. That's worth an extra. And the few second weeks, last though. issue of Verses will help tie them over. Because five, there's still issue six to come. Yeah, right? Oh, I know.
0: I'm oh, saying. You just said the final. I said the final issues oh, of yeah. Verses yeah. are going to be coming out over the next few weeks. Indeed. But yeah, you got plenty of good stuff, and that's a great explanation. So, you know, it's all for your own good, David. <laughs> whether you know it or not. At another clone, Tim Barnes. You know they've been asking this almost every podcast. I guess they're just gonna keep asking it until they get an answer. They (laughs) like, what's up
2: with Warpath?
0: (laughs) How'd Warpath get beat? Will we see Warpath? Will we see Cable turn up and help the fight as he was a big believer that the Phoenix would save the mutant race? Maybe. There's two more issues and we got extra pages,
2: so we got to show him up with something. There's not many X Men left, so maybe Cable should show up and give him a hand.
1: I kept lobbying for a scene of Cable eating his breakfast. but <laughs> <laughs> so far, that one hasn't gotten through. But I'm, I'm trying. We got buddy. two more issues I'm of trying. Versus. It's Cable true. versus his <laughs> Nice. <nuts>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cocoa pubs. Yeah. <laughs> My teeth hurt. The non-techno-organic teeth hurt. No, that was
0: cured. So that doesn't really matter. Well, he's not used to eating breakfast without the techno-organic yeah, virus to, to him. him. So yeah. Boy, it's like so hard and crunchy. Yeah. This could be a whole one-shot. <laughs> Best-selling one-shot see, ever. see if
1: we get custom publishing on the job.
0: <laughs> At Raven Ray, Raymond Ancock, goes back to something we were talking about earlier. Reed said in the Illuminati meeting that he and the FF are keeping out Yet, the thing got captured. Wouldn't Ben's capture warrant action from the rest of the FF? No. <laughs> Doesn't, <laughs> Doesn't seem to have. Eh.
2: It's a volcano. A eh. yeah. yeah,
1: It's from right a volcano. Big. He's a rock man. It's what, like a what Tuesday for just, him. Yeah. Toast the rocks Where's a little ben? Bit? Oh, he's bowling. You're in yeah. a volcano. You know, yeah. usual. That sounds like his weekend trips for fun. They're like, oh. Just, you, know. you think
0: Reed's just sitting by a monitor going, that'll learn him? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll complain a little about a little yeah. less about being a rock. It seems to be helping him in this case.
0: Yeah. Run out and join the Avengers, Willie. Yeah. No time for my team.
1: <laughs> Who's gonna lift that giant machine and that from that side of my lab to the other side? <laughs> Thoughtless, grim.
0: Uh, <laughs> Fantastic Four and FF are both monthly from Marvel Comics. <laughs> the thing will move plenty of machines in both of those. Newly written by Matt Fraction. <laughs> At the Phil Map Backstad. I redecorating as
2: you like it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what Mike Alred wanted to draw, actually. The Feng Shui of yeah. Reed Richards. <laughs> At the Phil Backstad has a request. What, what's that name? At the Phil Backstad. His name is Philip Backstad. Philip so he's, Backstad. He's proclaimed himself the Phil he's Backstad. He's the Phil Backstad. Well, I don't know of any others, so yeah, I think it's... We will
2: award him the title yeah. of he the has, official Backstad. He
0: has we a W. the Phil Backstad. <laughs> it's official. From the ABX podcast. <laughs> His request, simple. Please don't kill Emma Frost. Read the comics. Anything could happen. I so, promise you nothing. There you go, Phil. She's dead. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At and S- what a brutal death it is. <laughs> At With the S- blood
2: F- and the gore and the viscera. <laughs> oh, I'm going dark yeah, I places. I know, really. So much the end of ABX now. Yeah. It's been a long so, road. I think you
1: invented the word world beater. <laughs> <laughs> you made that up. It does sound like a very Avengers word. You got Hank Pym doing what he does, and you got people
0: beating worlds. <laughs> what Never what mind. Does Hank Pym have to do? Oh, Nick Lowe. Go in there. Oh. That's the Nicklo motto since 1985.
1: <laughs> go in there. <right? laughs> go in there. All pictures, like, posters of me, with th- <laughs> thumbs up, go in there.
0: At SF Bourne, goes back to an old Uncanny X-Men plotline. Let's do it. You've been editing that for a while. Boom. Will Cyclops holding both the Void and possessing the Phoenix Force be addressed? got two issues left, so if you want to address issues. that
1: void thing... I'm going to give some honesty. Spoiler alert, no. That will not be addressed here. We have not brought up up to this point in AVX, and it will not be addressed in 11 or 12. We're also,
2: we're also not going to address the fact that he's got the Phoenix Force in a spectacular twist. That's not going to come up at all <laughs> in the last two issues of AVX. just doesn't get mentioned. He just gives up... He, he, he's, he's
1: like, Phoenix Force, I got this one. The Phoenix Force leaves, <laughs> and he just takes everybody on
0: because he's Cyclops, and he is a bad I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> he is a badass. Oh, I thought you said he's a Paris. I'm like, okay.
1: He's he from Paris.
0: <laughs> Retcon. We got one from at Patton Roberta. I believe this is more for Tom. What are the horrid crimes that Cyclops has supposedly committed? I
1: agree,
0: <laughs> Roberta. No, Patton Roberta. Patton Roberta, which is an anagram for Nick Lowe. Yes, <laughs> I agree certainly throwing people in a volcano isn't too uh, friendly. You oh, always pups. go back to that. Yeah. It's a hurt. volcano.
2: Nobody got he hurt. Raised, they raised a volcano on the earth.
0: And nobody. There's plenty of volcanoes nobody on the nobody earth. Nobody got hurt. Mount Vesuvius for one. Indeed. St. Helens. And this for one another. has done
1: far less damage than any of the previous volcanoes that I've read about
0: in my history books. <laughs> So, he raised a volcano, Pat and Roberta. Yeah, he has done nothing, and if it
1: weren't for the Avengers, we would all be far better off in this world with the good that the X-Men and the Phoenix Power are doing.
0: As an employee of Marvel Comics, I do not think I would be far better off without the Avengers. <laughs> no. Certainly my household would say, not be better off. Say what you will. Say what you will, Ben Morse. At Niels Van Eekelen. Niels Van Eekelen. There we go. This is my favorite of the week. Not the question, just the name. The, we'll yeah, see if I like the, the question. Is it the? No, just one of many Niels. No, Van I think Euclans. it's going to be the from this point okay. forward. Okay, Niels we're Van Eekelen. Change your name. Well. Where, when will we see the now former Phoenix Fivers next? By which I mostly mean Magic. You will see how,
2: when, where we're going to now the former Phoenix, the this, the that. That is a complicated <laughs> question. I wasn't that
1: complicated, to me, Tom. I'm <laughs> sure. it must be on my on my history book learning that's helping me I guess so. really it operate be. on a different level. Be. The next time you will see magic, uh, and you will see her quite a bit in Uncanny X Men 18, mm. eighteen and nineteen and twenty and twenty, shipping and, before, and, and, during, and after the those. porn. It's true. Where she's uh, not got the Phoenix. Force. Terrific, terrific stuff. Kieran Gillen will freak you out with what's coming in Uncanny X Men.
2: Very good. Rips will be roared. Yep. Rips will be roared. Roars, Roars will be
0: ripped. ripped? Jinx, Yomiok. Damn it. Alright, to the podcast. Okay. And finally, another Nick is asking a question. At Nick Guy88, will we see a rematch of Wolverine going up against Cyclops in any of the final battles coming yes. up? Yes.
1: One you can see immediately, Nick Guy, is in the avx Ten Infinite comic. Mm. You can see some super cool Wolverine Cyclops business.
0: We didn't mention the AVX 10 yeah. in common. we certainly talk about
1: it. that for a sec. It is awesome. Mark Wade, Yves Bijorel co plotting, making it happen. Riley Brown providing amazing art. Marte Gracia and Chris Sotomayor are doing amazing colors. And Chris Eliopoulos lettering and putting that whole thing together. And much thanks to the fine folks at Comixology. Mm-hmm. But you can get it free with your AVX 10 digital download. Or you could buy it separately for $1.99 on the Marvel Comics app. In that comic, which coincides with AVX 10, you get to see Tony Stark formulating a plan to deal with Cyclops using new technology that he invents, that he and Hank McCoy, AKA the X Men's Beast, helping the Avengers really, you know, kind of get a little better at science, um, <laughs> invent a machine to kind of help them make a strategy for the big old battle with Cyclops. And it is so cool. This is stuff that you've never seen in comics before, a, a way to tell a story that I've certainly never seen in comics before. It is so cool.
2: It's the use oh. of words and pictures together in concert.
1: Don't make me jump over this desk,
2: time. <laughs> yeah.
0: He does not have a good history jumping over <laughs> no, this. Oh, no, no, he does not. Tell that to the desk. Oh, uh, yeah. There is the also
2: a cataclysmic throwdown between Cyclops and Wolverine in
0: AVX number 11. That's awesome. true. All right. It is pretty cataclysmic. And that is coming out on September 12th. Yes. AVX number 10 is available right now on Candy X-Men coming out this week. AVX Versus, I believe, coming out next week. Who knows? Nobody knows. AVX Versus
2: It'll get there when it
1: gets there. The fans know. (laughs) And they trust. Gentlemen, any closing thoughts? I'm just really glad to be here with you guys. This has been delightful. X-Men forever, y'all. Tom,
0: rebuttal. (laughs) (laughs) what what can i possibly say that nick hasn't already said indeed indeed well thank you all very much for joining us we'll be back after september 12th somewhere around that that area to discuss avengers x-men number 11 and more please keep tweeting us your thoughts using the hashtag this week in marvel or this week in marvel adx and this is marvel your universe